Get on up and get on down. It's time for another Wendell's World of Sports production. So let's get funky as this brother right here begins to rap. Before the start of another episode that will explode with strong opinions and entertainment, let me present another Wendell's World of Sports production that is heaven sent. Wendell's World in Sports, a sports talk podcast presented in audio and video form to perform to the scorn of the haters and entertainment creator like Pete Rock and CL Smooth as I groove to the flavor of the podcast being soulfully chocolate. So if you have plans to beat me, please just go ahead and stop it. The opposition, I'll lambaste them, then debase them, disgrace them. More futile than someone trying to guard Jason Tatum, giving the competition hurts like Jalen. I'll be wailing and assailing any clown that tried to quote my show verbatim. If you try to test me, I'll be a global champion like the guilt Leo Messi. Laughing at the notion that you thought taking me down would be a breeze like Drew? Not having a clue that you've come into a gunfight with a butter knife and rolling the dice? Just cost you your broadcasting life. Listen to my podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, or iHeart as I listen and tear apart the fabric of the conventional, nonsensical, ripping to shreds the threads of stale, plain, tame, lame, flatline podcasts that are being left way behind. So take this loss to your podcasting boss because going up against me, the call of my fatal verbal blow would be best described by the legend, good old JR, Jib Ross. Wendell's World of Sports, download, subscribe, rate, review, most importantly, enjoy the most unique, entertaining, thought-provoking sports talk podcast that you could ever listen to. Sports fans of all ages, faces, and places from every stadium, arena, and auditorium all over the world. May I have your attention, please? Well, time's coming when we're going to have to handy up. Handy up and kick in like men. Like men! It is now time to bring to your listening ears, hearts, and minds a sports podcast named Wendell's World in Sports with the one and only Wendell Wallace. Tell him how you feel. A podcast that gives you strong, passionate, unapologetic, uncompromised thoughts and opinions about the everyday happenings in the NFL. And college football to the NBA in my Georgetown Hoyas. Giannis fires one down and an exclamation point for Milwaukee. To any other sporting news of the day. And now, introducing the man whose love of sports was born and bred on the greatest Muhammad Ali, Lynn Bias, Magic Johnson, Bernard King, and Eric Dickerson, Wendell Wallace. And welcome to Wendell's World of Sports. I'm your host, Wendell Wallace. So glad that you could be with us. A lot of things to talk about today pertaining to the world of sports. First of all, I want to say special dedication for those who are listening to this podcast. Thank you so doggone much. Anyone listening to this podcast on their favorite platform, iHeart, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes. If you could always do me this favor, if you like what you are listening to, Download, subscribe, rate, review, follow. Most importantly, enjoy the most unique, entertaining, thought-provoking sports talk podcast that you can listen to. My YouTube episodes of what's happening in the world of sports will be coming very, very, very soon. 
So I just want to uh, get that out of the way. Thank you so much for those who are listening uh, to this podcast, who follow this podcast, who download this podcast. Thank you so doggone much. Normally, this is coming out on a Thursday here at the Pacific Time Zone of the United States. Normally, um, I do this on a Tuesday. I record this on a Tuesday. Publish it for Wednesday. And the reason why I do that, I get off of work around 4. I come home. I do my homework. I do my thing. And I go ahead and, rep- and uh, record my podcast. And a lot of that is taken from the weekend, in of course, in terms of, hey, man, you know what happened in the NFL, what happened in the NBA, and what happened on Monday Night Football, and all those things. Whatever is new, whatever is happening, playing the hits, shall we say. I always like to take that information and uh, give my thoughts and opinions, things that are interesting to me, the Georgetown Hoyas, starting league play, all this kind of good stuff. I like to go ahead and talk about those things. I like to do it enthusiastically. I like to do it with some passion. I like to do it with some uniqueness and um, and all those things. But Tuesday was a little bit different. Tuesday, I really couldn't do it. Tuesday, I just couldn't go there. And it was for a bevy of reasons. Of course, hopefully you know what the number one reason is. is you were watching the Monday night game between Buffalo and Cincinnati. Bill safety, DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field, was administered CPR, then taken to the taken by ambulance to the local hospital. He's still in critical condition. Of course, the game was postponed. Uh, CPR was administered to Hamlin on the field for multiple minutes after the collapse following a play in the first quarter. Now, according to the ESPN broadcast at the time, he received oxygen as he was placed in the ambulance and taken off the field for uh, some 16 minutes after he collapsed and driven to the University of Cincinnati Medical Hospital. Again, the injury took place after Hamlin tackled wide receiver T. Higgins, quickly got up afterwards and then abruptly collapsed with athletic trainers coming to help immediately. Stretcher was then brought on the field and athletic trainers proceeded as uh, protected his head and it was uh, it was horrific. It was a situation where I wasn't even paying attention really to the play in terms of, you know, we, we, we see somebody when somebody gets lit up. We see somebody when, you know, it's going to be a situation where they could be on a segment of, you know, come on, man, or some nonsense like that where someone really got tackled hard or someone really got hit hard or is going to be on one of the NFL highlight shows of violent hits and those type of things or something to where a movie about a football game or a football player or something regarding football where Hollywood always likes to uh, use these dramatic, unbelievable hits where the guy's airplaning and all this type of stuff throughout the field. It, it didn't look like one of those hits. And at first I was kind of like, when he was down, of course you're thinking about, well, did he lead with his helmet and then something happened to his neck? Because we've seen this many times where a guy will lead in with his neck or lead to uh, tackle somebody uh, using his helmet and his neck gets jarred and he goes down or he's either concussed or something like that. We're waiting for the guy to wave his fingers or to wave his hands or to move his exterior or doing something in terms of giving us the okay signal that, all right, this guy's not going to be paralyzed. This is not going to be another Mike Utley. This is not going to be another Daryl Stingley. It's going to be something different where, yeah, he's going to be taken off the stretcher or he's going to be taken off the field in a stretcher but basically this is going to be for precautionary reasons correct that's what i thought and then i saw him then i saw the highlights and then i said oh shit and you know the first thing that came to my mind when i saw that 
I know those of a certain age, we have to remember this also. Hank Gathers. Remember the death of uh, LMU, Loyola Marymount basketball player Hank Gathers? West, West Coast Conference Tournament in 1990. One of those deals where if you're a sports fan of a certain age, a certain generation, you kind of knew where you were, where A, you either saw the game or saw the immediacy of the game when ESPN broke in to uh, bring the news of the game, or you knew where you were when you heard that Hank Gathers had died, and then you saw the highlights, and then those emotions, and then those feelings really hit you. When you're speaking about a guy who was 23, 24 years old, somewhere around there, playing in that game, and then you saw the highlights, and then you saw him get up, and then you saw him. It was, it was a situation where he caught an alley-oop pass. And I think they were playing Santa, they were playing Pacific because Eric Spolstra, the coach of the Miami Heat, was playing in that game. He was playing for Pacific at the time. And Gathers caught an alley-oop pass, slam-dunked it, um, threw it from the uh, half-court line, put it down, went to, because uh, Paul West had LMU, you know, fast pace, really fast pace, crazy fast pace. And uh, we saw Gathers, you know, stay in the backcourt to start that press, to keep that tempo going. And then he just kind of stumbled and he just uh, kind of collapsed. And that was the end of it. He said, I don't want to get back up. He laid back down and then he never regained conscious. And later he was pronounced dead. And that was the first thing that went through my mind. And there was no situation where, you know, when Hamblin was down, there was no, I mean, there was no clear cut. Okay, this is the situation, this, that, and the other. So my first thought was, my goodness gracious, if he's going to be situated, if he's going to be on the ground for that long, I mean, this this ain't a neck injury. This is something where it's deadly, deadly serious. This is something where they're not doing it for precautionary reasons. No, this is something serious. In all of my years, in all of your years, in all of your friends' years, in all of the people that you know, the years of watching football, we never saw this. We've seen people lay on the ground. We've seen people being stretchered off the field. We've seen all that. But we've never had this place of foreboding to where it's like, my goodness gracious, man. It was like, I can't, I can't go on. I can't watch this game. I can't do this right now. There's, there's no way. And I remember thinking to myself, my God, is the NFL going to make the right decision on this? And say this game can't go on. It just can't go on. You can't just sit up there and have what happened and it's like, okay, here we go. First and ten. Let's go. Seven to three. Get it to go. Get it together. No. No. It was something that we've we've never seen before. We have absolutely never seen before in the game of football of of that magnitude. Again, we we've seen people get paralyzed. We've seen people blow out their knee. We we saw in 1985, what happened on Monday Night Football with Joe Thiesman when he was tackled by Lawrence Taylor, which ended his career. We saw what happened to Napoleon Kaufman when he was playing with the Oakland, then Oakland Raiders or Los Angeles Raiders or wherever the hell they were playing on the West Coast. We, we saw the injury that happened to him. We, we've seen catastrophic. We've seen disgusting. We've seen look away. We've seen we ain't showing this again type of uh, moments. This wasn't one of them. This was a situation where you saw the hit. We've seen that hit where T. Higgins lowered his helmet into the chest, into the heart area of uh, Hamlin. We've seen that hit, I don't know what, this season. How many times have we seen that? Hundreds of times? I mean, how many times How many times have we seen that highlight of Earl, uh, Earl Campbell, then of the uh, Houston Texans, 
where they're playing the Los Angeles Rams, and he lowers his head in better Rams. I think it's number 55 of the uh, Los Angeles Rams, and you saw that hit, and you just say, ooh, how many times have we seen Jack Tatum light somebody up? How many times have we seen Jack Lambert light somebody up? How many times have we seen these old highlights, or we've seen these old clips, or we've seen you know, even future clips of guys getting lit up like that? And they just get back up. So when you saw something like that at the beginning, you didn't think anything of it. It probably didn't even cross your consciousness. And then when you saw him go down, it was like, oh my goodness gracious. And that what brought the, I don't want to see this again. That's what brought the, let's not ever play this again. That what brought the, hopefully the NFL or somebody got a hold of this and burned the tape. Because I don't need to see that again. And I know we live in a society, I know we live in a world where, you know, Hollywood and others are trying to outgore us, trying to, uh, you know, try, trying to show the, 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 the worst of the worst when you speak about these horror movies and you speak about these horror films. And I know there's TikTok and I know there's others where you can see some pretty gory and you can see some pretty disgusting stuff. Nothing can ever, can ever come close to uh, what I saw on Monday night with Damar Hamlin because hey look man you know I'm not used to seeing people dying I'm sorry I, I I'm just not maybe there's some folks in some communities and some situations where for them it's almost like every day but for me no man I don't want to see that shit don't want to see that shit don't want to see almost anybody dying don't want to see anybody almost dying in that way I just don't want to see it just don't want it to be a part of it um so yeah man it was a situation where okay now I gotta have to do a podcast. Now I'm gonna go ahead and do a podcast. What's gonna be the tone? What's gonna be the direction? What's gonna be the focus? What's gonna be, you know, what 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 is the thing gonna be about? Because on Tuesday I just wasn't ready to be speaking about the AFC playoff picture. On Tuesday I just wasn't ready to go back and talk about the NFC and the playoff picture. I wasn't ready to talk about the Green Bay Packers and winning their fourth straight game. I wasn't ready to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles losing to the New Orleans Saints. I wasn't ready to talk about again the Washington Commanders and their head coach not knowing that they had to win a game to still be in the playoffs. I wasn't ready to talk about the San Francisco 49ers. I wasn't ready then to go talk about the NBA. I wasn't ready to talk about the Brooklyn Nets winning 12 games in a row. I wasn't ready to talk about the unbelievable scoring that has been going on in the NBA where it seems that there's every night in the NBA where someone scored 40, 50, 60, last night 71 points. I wasn't ready to talk about the offensive explosion, not with, not just in terms of doggone holy mackerel that these guys are scoring this many points, but they're also adding assists. Giannis the other night just had, what, 55 against my Washington Wizards? Was it last night? Where he had 55 and uh, 10, 12 rebounds and 8 assists. I mean, these guys are putting up stupid, crazy numbers. I wasn't ready to talk about that. I wasn't ready to go on and, and, and go on about that. Because, hell, there's a guy in Buffalo or there's a guy in Cincinnati in the hospital fighting for his life in a play that happened on a football field. So if I came on here and I started talking about, oh my goodness gracious, I can't believe the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, Jalen Hurts going to be able to save them, the Dallas Cowboys, what kind of threat are they going to be doing? How do you even discuss what's happening in the NFL when this is still going on? And then I thought about when should I return to talking about sports on a regular basis, a.k.a. minimize what happened on on Monday night. Almost forget about what happened on Monday night. Because the key is, if the band died, 
Thank goodness right now he's in critical condition and all signs pointing to a more positive outcome, even though he's far from being out of the woods, if I could use that cliche. It's a situation where it's kind of like, look, man, if the man died, you can't go on there and talk about, oh, my goodness gracious, what does that mean for the playoff picture? Unless you're a cretin piece of garbage like Skip Bayless, you can't go in there and trivialize or minimize what happened. To start off by saying, gosh, DeMar Hamlin died. Sorry, that sucks. That's terrible. My prayers for him and his family. But what about the Kansas City football team? Now, how is this going to affect the AFC? My goodness gracious. Is this going to affect the Buffalo Bills or the Cincinnati Bengals moving on in the playoffs? If, if the Buffalo Bills don't uh, win the Super Bowl, how much of the death of DeMar Hamlin is going to play into the scenario? What I, I, I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't going to do that. Because I'm a human being. And I'm a human being who's not a narcissist or a psychopath. So I, I wasn't in the mood to go down that road. Then I watched, then I binge-watched on the Lifetime channel, Surviving R. Kelly. And I said to myself, that got me in a more foul and even more combative and even more upset mood. Because I, I almost forgot for a second how ignorant and how pathetic and how stupid and how backwards and how misogynistic and how embarrassing the black community can be sometimes. Check out the R. Kelly, uh, surviving R. Kelly, and the way that we quote-unquote treat our Nubian sisters. You know, so it was a situation where, man, I can't go on and be talking about the uh, NFL. I can't be going on and talking about what happened to DeMar Hamlin after this. I'm too angry. I'm too upset. I'm too just like full of fire. Burn in hell, R. Kelly. Burn in hell, you worthless piece of shit. And I hope you get fucking gang raped. And all that shit that you did to those poor women, those poor black women, I hope that shit comes down on you tenfold. I hope you drink fucking urine from these guys every single fucking day. Just like you did to those poor girls. I hope that you have to spread feces on your face every single fucking day like you did to those women. And you have these motherfuckers out here, these dumbass Negroes out here talking about free R. Kelly? And these women are just liars? Can we be more stupider as a community to be thinking like that? Can we be more callous? Can we be more thoughtless? Can we be more embarrassing? Got off course. Let me get back on course. So that's the reason why I wasn't prepared to um, to go ahead and speak about what happened with uh, the Mar Hanlon situation because I just I didn't know what direction to go. And then I thought about, okay, because I was checking the news, man. I was checking the news. I was wanting to see what happened with this guy, man. Pulling through prayers, thoughts, and opinions. I mean, we go through so many emotions with this, man. The first thing we think about is our prayers and thoughts are with them, right? But then if you're of a certain religion or a certain religious belief and you believe that the Lord don't make no mistakes and that everything happens for a reason— and if it was time for DeMar Hanlon to join the Lord and, and come back home, well, then there's a situation then, well, why are we praying for something that the Lord has already ordained in terms of, look, man, I need him up here in heaven. I need what happened to him to have, make an impact on other people's life. He did his duty. He did his job. I had him on this earth for this reason, for this amount of time. Now it's time for him to come on home. So it's a situation where, okay, we can pray for him, but if this is going to be God's will, then aren't we kind of going against? So you, you go through those type of motions, you go to those type of things, and you just say, Lord, you know, I mean, we're going to put it in your hands, man. That's what, 
that's how I look at it. Lord, I'm going to put it in your hands. If it was meant to be for him to uh, pass on, then then that's the way it's going to be. And, you know, the devil works in mysterious ways. And this was a situation where, hey, you know, what happened, happened. You, you go through all those emotions. It didn't stop me from coming here and saying that and then saying, okay, so let me yell and scream about what's happening with the uh, Tennessee Titans or some nonsense like that. But it's sobering. It's very, very sobering. And again, we, we, we speak about, you know, tragedies in our lives. And we speak about the emotions. And we speak about, my goodness gracious, we've, we've all had a family member. We've all known somebody, especially when you're speaking about my age, age group, who is, uh, who's either in heaven or in hell or somewhere, or somewhere in between, right? Whatever you believe, right? So, so dying is dying, man. This is like, kind of like the way it is. But man, when you're speaking about going out like that, and you know, you hear a lot of football players, you hear a lot of folks out there who play professional sports talking about, hey, man, if I had to, uh, if I had to go out on the football field playing the sport that I love, then I'd rather do that than you know just being in a hospital, this, that, and the other. When I'm 80 and I'm hurting and this, that, and the other, if I could, you know, do my dream, live my dream, and then die on the football field, then that's the one place I want to go, right? That's the one place I want to be, right? I mean, isn't that sort of the mentality in some of our communities, right? Where they say, hey, look, man, I'd rather sell drugs and live the life of a kingpin and live the life of uh, of a drug lord and, and be shot to death at 26 than continue to live my life in absolute poverty and degradation, right? Isn't that what they say sometimes until it really happens? And then you say, oh, shit, no, not really. I was just bullshitting. I was just joking. So it's a situation where you just go through these, you just go through these emotions, man. You don't know. You don't know what's happening. You don't know what's going on. I don't know DeMar Hamlin, but man, it's like a situation where it brings me back to uh, Cliff Glover. It brings me back to Stu Levy. It brings me back to Frank Harnish. It brings me back to others that I lost. It brings me back to Mike Collada. It brings me back to uh, a lot of folks, man, who are just aren't around anymore. And it's like, damn, damn, all gone before they're supposed to be gone. Then you speak, then, then I speak, think about my father who lived to be 90. And just all those emotions, just all bottled up, just all, you know, in there. And just like, I can't do a podcast. I can't do a podcast um, uh, yesterday. Just couldn't do it. Wendell's World of Sports. I'm your host, Wendell Wallace. So glad that you could be with us speaking about what was happening, the emotions, the thoughts and feelings about DeMar Hamlin. Thank goodness gracious that the Lord decided, hopefully, that uh, it wasn't his time yet, if you believe that. But um, I, I, that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping the Lord's decision is. But, uh, you know, he's still not out of the woods yet. So because of that, again, I started this podcast and I was thinking to myself, I got all these notes. I've got all these thoughts and opinions about what happened on Sunday in the NFL, what happened in the uh, NFC, the playoff picture and all these type of things. Wendell, are you ready to speak about that? Because, okay, it looks like as of right now, that DeMar Hamlin is going to make it through, right? But just because he is, man, this guy's got a long road ahead of him, man. A long road to recovery. Physically, and I'm also just thinking, guessing mentally also, after what happened to him. We, we can't forget already, can we? We, we can't return to normal, can we? 
We can't say, oh good, he's in critical condition and chances are he's not going to die. Okay, let's now talk about playing the game between Buffalo and Cincinnati. We can't go there just yet. I can't go there and chirp and scream and high five and boogaloo and dance on the ceiling like Lionel Richie and dance in the street like Martha and the Vandellas after seeing um, Donovan Mitchell score 71 and getting back to talking about the NBA with the verb and enthusiasm that I want to. I can't do that when there's a kid 20-something years old out there fighting for his life. And even if he wins that battle to save his life right now in terms of the doctors and such, what what's going to be happening to him moving forward? I'm, I'm not saying that we pity party this guy forever because I know we have to get back to sports. I know we have to get back to playing the games. I know we have to go ahead and talk about, you know, the Super Bowl contenders and the NFL playoffs. I know that we have to return to normal. I know this, but when do we do that? When does that happen? When is that appropriate? And I don't know. And I think just hearing the news that, hey, guess what? He's going to live. All right, let's go back to talking about sports. Like this shit never happened. I can't do that. I can't can't go there. I can't go there. And I'm not going to be walking around with my head down. And I'm not going to be, uh, you know, it's not going to affect my life in such a negative way, of course, because thank, thank Jesus, the man that's going to live. But um, just of right now, you know, I got to temper it just a little bit. I'll, I'll talk about sports. I'll talk about a little bit what's happening. I'll talk a little bit about what's going down. But it's going to be tempered. It's not going to be with the same enthusiasm. And it's a situation where, of course, if the man died, and again, he's still done out of the woods, so I don't want to use past tense when we're speaking about death, dying, die, dead, whatever. But of course, it would cast a pall upon the season. But they're still going to be playing the Super Bowl. Games are still going to be played week 18. Right? The show still goes on. Right? So thank goodness he's still surviving. And he's still living. When when do we, if you're a Buffalo Bill fan, and even a Cincinnati Bengal fan, when, how, what do you do with this? You know what? Put Cincinnati to the side just for a second. If you're Buffalo, what do you do with this? How do you handle this? Of course, the answer is nobody knows. You have to go out there and play. You have to go out there and play the games, but do the expectations change? Of course, the answer is going to be no, but how can it not? And is it is it in bad taste? Is it wrong? Is it just like ugh, icky? yucky to sit there and talk about man we're going to use what happened to DeMar Hamlin to 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 motivate us to win the football game or to win the Super Bowl we're dedicating this to to DeMar Hamlin really I mean if that's going to be the case you can take it either way because I remember when um I remember when Oh my goodness, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles Jerome Brown defensive tackle I remember one of the up and coming great defensive tackles for the Philadelphia Eagles. He was playing with Steph Joyner. He was playing with um, Andre Waters. He was playing with uh, Reggie White. He was playing with uh, that team. He was playing with that group. Buddy Ryan was the coach at that time. Um, he died in a car accident down in Florida in the offseason. 
And, you know, Mike Golick was on that team when he was talking about it years ago with the Green when he was on that Greenberg, or he was, you know, Greenberg and the Golick show. He was speaking about, yeah, you know what? When we got the news, we were devastated, but, you know, we wanted to use what happened to him as fuel and emotion and motivation to try to win the Super Bowl. So we didn't mess with the locker. We kept it the same. And we thought that was going to be our inspiration. That was going to be our motivation. And when times got tough and times got hard, we would take a look at Jerome Brown and remember Jerome Brown and say, yeah, man, you know, let's go ahead and win the game for Jerome. It's like, okay, man, Jerome is either in heaven or I don't know where he's at, but it's like, really, we're going to go there with that? The man is dead and you're going to use a man dying to go that route? To do those type of things, bad taste, didn't look good, all those type of things. Same thing with the Buffalo Bills. What are you going to do? You're going to have, hey, you know what? The the fact that DeMar Hamlin didn't die gave us the motivation, gave us the, uh, you know, the, the hip hip hooray and the adrenaline rush and the focus and all these things to win a championship. So now we're going to celebrate and we're going to devote this to uh, DeMar. Hey, man, you better devote... You know, seeing DeMar get back on his feet and become a uh, human being in terms of doing the everyday, in terms of, uh, you know, some of the things that we take for granted in the everyday walks of life, life, hoping that DeMar can um, regain some of those things. Because right now, we don't know. Right now, we don't know. So when I come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about uh, what happened uh, in terms of DeMar DeRozan, DeMar DeRozan, DeMar Hamlin. Um, it's funny, in terms of where we go in discussing this, we do this all the time. Who's going to be the blame for this? Who, who should we blame for what happened to DeMar Hamlin? Now, logical folks, smart folks, intelligent folks who watch the game, who watch sports, who know sports, who aren't doing this for any altruistic reasons or any type of um, uh, selfish reasons, will know that what happened to DeMar Hamlin was something that was unforeseen and something that you couldn't prevent. I mean, this was just an absolutely tragic event that happened. But when you're on the outside looking in, and I'm speaking about these news networks, and I'm speaking about CNN, and I'm speaking about MSNBC, and I'm speaking about uh, not more than not 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 PBS as much, but as far as Fox News or FAUX News, when 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 they get a hold of this, and then they throw in the beautiful Alex Wagner, and they throw in Anderson Cooper, and they throw in um, that piece of garbage bitch Laura Hamlin, and all those other race baiting assholes of Fox. And when they throw in uh, my man L.O.D. Lawrence O'Donnell and they throw in uh, Chris Haynes and Chris Hayes and, you know, in the morning, Don Lemon and all this. When, they, when, when these guys and Joy Reid, when, when these guys are going to get this story, they're going to go back to their same old tropes in terms of the NFL is bad, the NFL is horrible, football is too violent. Football is just something that shouldn't be played. It's uh, the NFL is not looking out for its players because they want the ratings. Because you have a bunch of people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about for the most part when it comes to football. They don't watch football. They don't follow football. They don't know anything about football. It's been shown time and time again whenever something happens in the NFL and they throw in their two cents that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So it wouldn't be... 
it wouldn't be surprising, again, to see these folks come on the air with their same old nonsense. They say, oh, there goes the NFL. I can't believe this is happening. This is terrible. It's a violent game. The equipment's not good enough. This is too violent. The rules need to be changed. If I was a mother, I wouldn't let my son play football. This is horrible. This is terrible. Talk about that nonsense. Talk about that bullshit. Talk about that which really anchors me. Not as much as R. Kelly being a complete antichrist, but yes, I'm going to be speaking about that. These news outlets, please just stick, just 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 go back to, you know, sucking on D- D- Trump's Johnson, or you know, going back to the uh, January 6 hearings, or talk about what a fool Kevin McCarthy is for trying to uh, become the speaker when no one, for the most part, wants him on a lunatic idiotic right go go back to those stories all right go back to go back to blaming joe biden for something nonsensical go back for blaming republicans for something nonsensical go back to you go back to what you know go back to talk about politics you talk about politics and i promise me i will not mention anything about the debt ceiling i will not mention anything about foreign affairs i will not mention anything about the january 6 hearings i will not mention anything about the job joe biden's doing i won't mention anything about the infrastructure deal i won't mention anything about the uh, republicans stalling and not governing i won't do any of that i promise you i won't you won't hear one iota you won't hear one peep from me on any of my podcasts whatsoever about that if you guys could just shut the fuck up when it comes to what happened to DeMar Hamlin report what happened report what happened happened and then shut the fuck up I don't need your opinions I don't need your nonsensical I don't need your liberal I don't need your conservative opinions I don't need your Christian right opinions I don't need any of that shit just go away and talk about the news and we'll talk about sports if you could do that that would be great Wendell's World in Sports. I'm your host, Wendell Wallace. So glad that you could be with us. Speaking about mainly everything sur- surrounding uh, DeMar Hamlin, Hamlin of the Buffalo Bill, who as of right now of this recording, there really is no new news or anything in terms of he's going to make it, he's not going to make it. All signs are pointing as I'm recording this right now that uh, he's in stable but serious condition. And um, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you because if you're atheist, I'm not going to tell you to uh, start praying for him because you don't believe in this stuff. Um, If you are following the devil, I definitely don't want you. If you're following Lucifer, I definitely don't want you doing that. So I don't know, man. Let's just kind of uh, do what you need to do. And um, let's just hope that uh, he pulls through. And uh, 
what happens in terms of what's going down with the NFL. The NFL already announced that. There's really no plans in terms of postponing the game. They really haven't thought about it. Of course, they're thinking about, you know, let, let, let's wait. And if you're a cynic, if you're a glass half empty guy when it comes to the NFL, you're probably thinking about, well, the NFL probably said that because they're waiting to stick their finger in their mouth and then putting it up in the air to see which direction the wind is blowing before we can start talking about, yeah, so are we going to play this game? How is this going to affect the playoffs? Blah, blah, blah. Right now, even they're smart enough to know as far as PR is concerned that that's not really what the public wants to hear for the most part. That's not what really is going down. It's like, oh, DeMar is the... There's chances are he's not going to die. Okay, that means next Saturday or next Sunday, the game between Cincinnati and Kansas City. Now, they haven't even had discussions yet because if they had discussions and they came out tomorrow or the next day and talked about, oh, yeah, so here's now what's going to be happening. Now, since we know that Damar Hamlin isn't going to die, it'll be a situation where it's like, well, smart people will sit there and be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is not something that you decided that you're going to be you know, doing uh, the day of or the day before some nonsense like this. You guys were actually thinking and going over this stuff while this man was in critical condition in the hospital and you had the gall, you had the nerve, you had the arrogance to come out here and say, yeah, doggone it, we're not, uh, we're not even thinking about the game. We're just worried about what's happening with DeMar Hamlin and when something changes, then maybe possibly we'll go ahead and speak about it. Bullshit. So I think that this is going to be a situation where Obviously, hopefully, my opinion is that they just don't count the game. And, um, you know, they just go ahead and, and, and move on. And this is the last week of the season. So instead of Cincinnati or Buffalo playing 17 games, they play 16 games. And I dare anybody, anybody to sit there and say how wrong and how unjust it is that the other teams have to play 17 games and Cincinnati and Buffalo only play 16 just because they almost witnessed a teammate and a brother out there dying on the football field. That's not fair. That's not right. I, I, I dare anybody, anybody, to throw that argument, to throw that nonsense out there. That would be pretty interesting in terms of hopefully the backlash um, that would happen. So that's my deal. And in terms of, well, how does it affect the playoffs? And my goodness gracious, this was going to be the game of the year. And, you know, is it fair for Buffalo? Is it fair for Cincinnati? Is it fair for Kansas City? Who gives a flying fuck, man? A guy almost doggone died and he's still not out of the woods. Who cares? Who cares? Let's just uh, keep it going uh, with what's happening in the NFL and that type of thing. So, Speaking before, I don't know. I guess I got kind of most of it out of my system here on Wendell's World and Sports Podcast with yours truly. Mostly got it out of my system about um, not wanting to hear the interlopers or the newscasts who, you know, put on news for ratings and ratings only. When you have the far right, when you have the far left, when you have someone in the middle. And look, this has been going on for as long as this country has been um, has been going on, right? 
I mean, when they didn't have papers in the uh, 19th century and the 18th century, they had uh, newspapers. When they didn't have television, they had newspapers who were leaning one way or the other. So you know, it's, it's a situation where this country was founded. The only reason why this country is even a country right now was based on opinions and spreading those opinions and giving their facts and giving their thoughts and opinions about things. So, you know, the fact that there's one group of people on a network that is far right and there's one group of people on the other that's far left or center left or whatever, those things have been happening since the beginning of time as far as this country is concerned. But, but even when it was being ruled by England, it's been a... It's been uh, an everyday thing. Just different times change in terms of, hey, instead of newspapers, we have televisions now and uh, iPhones or other social media outlets. But um, it's a situation where, again, I'm not really interested in hearing MSNBC's thoughts and opinions about this. I don't care. I don't want to know. Because Joey Reid doesn't know shit about football. She knows a whole lot about everything else. But she don't know shit about football. I don't. I don't want her to bring in Jamel Hill as much as I enjoy listening and watching Jamel Hill. I don't want her to bring in Jamel Hill, Hill to do a, a, a hit job on football. Not interested. I'm not interested right now that the NFL is not hiring qualified black uh, head coaches, not giving them the fair opportunity. Right now, I don't want to hear about it. I, I don't want that to be part of the narrative in terms of what happened on Monday night with Demar Hamlin. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that there's been other injuries. I don't want to hear any of that nonsense. I don't want to hear that football's pension for the guys that built the league back in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s have been woefully inept and disrespectful. I don't want to hear that as far as the discussion is going on about what happened to DeMar Hamlin. There is no place for it, so I do not want to hear it. I don't want to hear their associations with the Antichrist that was the president in name only, I don't want to hear about that relationship. It does not pertain to what happened to DeMar Hamlin. I don't want to hear about the ills of football. I don't want to hear about the dangers of football. I don't want to hear from a bunch of people who have no fucking clue about what they're talking about in that regard, give their opinions about what's going on with football in terms of what happened to DeMar Hamlin. I, I just don't want to hear it. I'm just not interested. I just want you to shut the fuck up and talk about something else. Just, just talk about politics. That's what you live. Rachel Maddow, that's what you breathe. That's what you do. I'm not interested in your your takes on professional football and what happened on Monday night to DeMar Hamlin, except to say, sucks, prayers are with him, hope he gets better. That's it. That's all. You give us the, the who, what, when, where, how of the new story, and then you move on. Don't bring in anybody else to be trying to do a hit job on the NFL. Fox Sports or Fox News or whatever, please, no more bringing on somebody to say, wasn't it awesome, wasn't it great that as DeMar Hamlin was laying on the ground, I guess for a moment in time, dead, and as he was being carried to the stretcher, as he was being uh, taken to the ambulance from the stretcher, and the ambulance was going to the hospital, that the majority of Buffalo Bills and even the Cincinnati Bengals were in were in kneeling in prayer. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear, oh, Jesus is great and Jesus is wonderful because these guys were kneeling in prayer. And as a Christian, that makes me so wonderful and happy. I don't give that. No, 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 no. Don't be spreading that bullshit. I don't want to be hearing that Christianity bullshit. Don't want to hear it. Has nothing to do with DeMar Hamlin. Shut the fuck up. Stop trying to uh, advance 
a uh, something that you're trying to push, not interested. Not interested. You know what? On Sunday, go to your congregation and speak that shit. Don't be coming on the airways and speaking that shit because I don't want to fucking hear it. I just want to hear about how DeMar Hamlin is doing. And then on the Sunday shows or the uh, Monday shows, the Mike Greenberg shows and the others, when they have on um, um, uh, Rob Ninkovich and Matt Hasselbeck and, um, and those guys talk about what happened, then I'll listen because those guys actually played the game. Those guys actually lived the game. Those guys are actually in that fraternity, a very small, a very special, a very unique fraternity. And they know what's happening. They lived that life. They faced those fears. They faced those obstacles. They faced those challenges. So DeMarcus Spears and those guys, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to them. I want to hear what they have to say. The rest of these guys, Dan Olasky, I'm sorry, Dan Olasky, I want to hear what he has to say. The rest of these guys, get the fuck out of my face. All these other clowns who are going to come on the talking head shows for news and talk about this stuff, I don't want to hear it. Get the fuck out of here. Leave. Get lost. Scram. Go, 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 go talk new stuff. Go talk Democrat stuff. Go talk conservative stuff. Go talk other stuff. Just don't give me that other bullshit. Wendell's World in Sports. I'm your host, Wendell Wallace. So glad that you could be with us. So that's my, that's my take on that, man. And it's just interesting. You know, as, as violent as the game of football is, and we talk about the, the devastating injuries. Dominique Foxworth, Foxworth, another guy, very intelligent guy, played football, was the uh, president of the NFL Players Association, listening, hanging on every word that he's saying, dealing with this. You know, um, it, it, it was interesting when you speak about, because he was speaking about, hey, man, you know, this game is crazy violent. And, you know, we're giving our prayers and we're giving our thoughts about this guy. But also, man, let's just remember some of the other casualties that have happened from this game in terms of life-changing, life-altering things from these guys playing this game to entertain us and for the love of the game, of course. You know, let's not forget that. And, and, we, and sometimes we do because it's a situation where, okay, yeah, we, we see them, they're living, and yeah, we don't know what kind of pain that they're in. And even if they tell us what kind of pain that they're in with their shoulders, with their elbows, with their knees, with their feet, with their hands, and maybe we can see some of the scars of the battles that they had on the football field. Maybe, maybe you know, we can kind of see that visually, but man, we, we can't feel that shit, can we? We can't feel the pain of what they're going through. We can't feel how horrible their backs feel. We can't feel how awful their knees feel. We can't feel how horrible their necks feel. We can't feel how much pain they're in if the temperature gets to a certain uh, a temperature. We can't feel how difficult it is for those guys, some of those guys to walk up a flight of stairs. We can't feel any of that. They can tell us that, but we really can't. We really can't uh, fathom that. And these guys on the Talking Head shows who have played these games, who have played the game of football, they know. They know. They know about CTE. It's like, yeah, I might not have it now, but yeah, I, I know because of this game, it's a real possibility that that's going to happen. And forget about what's going to happen to me. What about my kids? What about my wife? What about my grandkids? How long am I going to live? 
How am I going to go out? Hell, Dave Dorson killed himself in a horrible way because he just couldn't take it anymore. Junior Sale committed suicide because he just couldn't take it anymore. You know, Andre uh, Andre Waters killed himself because he just couldn't take it anymore. Mike Webster, because of what happened of him playing football, he was homeless. His family left his family, left his son. He was homeless. He was penniless because of CTE. These are the things, the, the long-term decisions... And yet, when that happens, we sit there and we say, "Yeah, well, you know, that's the price you pay. That's the price you pay for playing football." And these guys always say this. These guys always say this. I remember Richard Sherman back when he was doing his thing. Back when he was one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, still in his prime. Not now, where he's retired and he's getting to that age to where, guess what, man? When you get older, some of them, some of them scars. Some of them battles that you participated in, some of them hurts, some of that stiffness, some of that soreness is going to get worse and worse and worse. And he knows that better than me. He knows that much better than me. How dare I talk to him like that? He knows. And he's going to go through that shit. I'm not. But what I'm saying is, I remember when Richard Sherman was sitting there and they were making all of these rule changes in the NFL. And, you know, protect the quarterback and, 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 and blindside hits and you got to protect the receiver and all this type of stuff. And I remember Richard Sherman because the argument was, hey, we're trying to take care of these guys. We want to protect these guys. We are worried about their long-term health. We want to see these guys be able to be functional human beings in terms of physical when they're in their 40s and their 50s. And we don't want to see these guys get dementia. We don't want to see these guys get Alzheimer's. We don't want to see these guys come up with the maladies and the illnesses that happened because of playing football back in the day when we didn't know any better. So we're now implementing these rules. We're now putting in these rules to say, hey, you know what? This is the safety for each and every one of of, of you guys who are playing football. I remember Richard Sherman saying, hey, this is bullshit. He didn't say bullshit, but he said, hey, this is nonsense. This ain't right. We know what we're getting into when we play the game. We know what the long-term effects are going to be. We know what's going to be happening if we live to be in old age. We know what's going to be happening. We know that our life expectancy is not going to be the same as others because of the sport that we play. We know this. We understand this. So the NFL should just let us play football the way that I grew up watching football, the way the fans want us to play football, violent, tough, and all these type of things. We don't need any of these new rules. We don't need to be protecting the cornerbacks. We don't need to be uh, uh, protecting the quarterbacks. We don't need to be protecting the wide receivers. We don't need to be protecting the running backs. We don't need to be protecting these guys who are are hitting uh, or using the crown of their helmets as weapons. We don't need any of that stuff. We know about CTE. That's just kind of the inevitability of playing the game of football. I remember Richard Sherman saying those type of things. And us as a community... Us as a football-loving public, how many times have we said, "Man, they're taking the game out of, they're taking the football out of football. The game is for wimps. The game is soft." Could you imagine? Could you imagine the stupidity? Unless you've actually played in the NFL beforehand, could you imagine the nerve? Could you imagine the ignorance? Could you imagine the stupidity of someone who's never stepped on a football field in their lives, let alone an NFL football field, talking about these guys are now soft? These guys are now pussies? What? Excuse me? What was the last fucking time you got hit 
by Fred Warner or one of these guys? When was the last time you got lit up by one of these guys? When was the last time you did something physical like these guys did at the highest level with the strength and the speed and the volatility that these guys come at? The game is soft. Somehow soft equates safety? Huh? What? But that's what we're all about. That's what we're talking about. That's where it's all about. Interesting dichotomy. And what happened to him, all of these things, this is the first time anything like this has ever come close to happening in terms of someone almost dying on the field. Again, we've had guys who have been paralyzed and such, but in the in the you know the, the, the length of time that the NFL has been playing the game of football, only once, only once in the game of football in the history of the NFL has a player died on the field. Only, only once. Unbelievable. Unbelievable when you really think about that. When you speak about a wide receiver, Chuck Hughes, of the Detroit Lions in 1971 at the age of uh, 28, dying on the football field. October 24th, 1971, Lions hosting the uh, Chicago Bears at Tiger Stadium. Fourth quarter, Detroit leading 28-23. Hughes caught a pass from quarterback Greg Landry. 32 yards, three plays later, Landry threw a pass to tight end Charlie Sanders, Hall of Famer. Dropped near the end zone. Hughes with a decoy on the play, began running back to the huddle with a minute two showing on the clock. Suddenly, he dropped to the turf, clutching his chest. Hughes collapsed near linebacker Dick Buckus, Bears linebacker Dick Buckus, who saw him begin to convulse violently on the field. And then he was, come on, man, hurry, get to somebody over here, blah, 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 blah. Both team doctors and trainers, along with a physician who happened to be attending the game, ran to Hughes to try to save him. An ambulance was called for and arrived to take Hughes into Henry Ford Hospital, where he was pronounced dead at 5.34 that afternoon. He never regained conscious, and people were like, you know, in all likelihood, he, he died right there on the field. So it's like only one time. And again, that wasn't from a game of football. Now, he had uh, Chuck Hughes. Later, the autopsy showed that it was a situation where he had a bad heart. His family had a history of heart problems. So this wasn't brought upon. His death on the football field wasn't brought upon because of a dirty hit or a dirty play. Or it was, you know, a situation like we, we, we uh, Corey uh, Stringer. I believe the um, tackle, offensive tackle for the Minnesota Vikings, collapsing and dying uh, in training camp. It, it, it wasn't one of those situations, you know, where it was a game in September in Miami or another warm weather climate where the temperature was outrageously hot and then someone died because of heat exhaustion during the game. It wasn't one of those. This is a situation where it's kind of like there is no blame for this. We always look for someone to blame. Who's to blame for all this? There, There is no one to blame. It was a tragic hit. And for those who are looking to change to make sure that this doesn't happen again, what are you going to do? There's nothing that you can do. There's nothing going into this that you could do. It's football. Now, something like this doesn't happen in the game of football in terms of someone getting hit and then collapsing and dying or collapsing and uh, being administered CPR. 
this is a situation where we have to find out more information about what happened. And then we'll uh, we'll go on from there. But uh, I just hope the man makes it. I just hope the man pulls through. And uh, yeah, man, whatever happens, happens. So I'm going to cut this a little bit short in terms of the last segment. Just going to go over a few things concerning football. Try to make the turn. Trying to make the... I don't know. Trying to uh, change the temperature a little bit. Back to a little bit of the games that people play, man. Because there's still playoffs to be had. There's still games to be played. And there's still scenarios and situations that are out there. So I will very briefly discuss those things as I uh, close the show when we come back. Wendell's World of Sports. Yours truly, Wendell Wallace. Let me go ahead and let me uh, get me some little music and groove for just a bit. Last segment of the podcast, last segment of the program, Wendell's World of Sports. Wendell Wallace here, so glad that you could be with us. Thank you for bearing with me. You know, a lot of times when I do these podcasts, man, it's about me just kind of uh, letting loose in terms of thoughts, feelings, emotions. Um, I know it might be a situation where I've kind of gone all over the place today, but uh yeah, man, just got to let my emotions feel, let my emotions flow out, and uh, say what I got to say about a lot of things. So uh, I appreciate the fact that this might not be a, the most tightened up uh, podcast that you've ever heard concerning this, but uh, I just wanted to uh, get my thoughts and feelings about what happened out there. So, yes, the NFL is a game I love. You know, I've always said that the NBA, my Georgetown Hoyas are my, my everything and all everything. Despite the fact that they're an embarrassment and a joke and, and all those type of thing. And America's coach Patrick Ewing needs to be fired, I don't know, last season. But uh, through thick and thin, man, they're my Georgetown the basketball program, man. That's like my wife. That's like my Halle Berry. That's like my Layla Rochelle. That's like my everything. Till death do us part. Life without parole in terms of my following of the Georgetown Hoyas. So the fact that they lost to uh, Connecticut today. Okay, well, let's go. I mean, if you're going to lose, what now? 25 straight biggies games in a, in a row? Hell, let's just go two years and make it 38. Let's go 0 for 38 in Patrick Ewing's final two years as coach of the Hoyas in biggies play. Look, man, 10, 15 years ago, I would be a uh, suicidal mess, uh, you know, if Georgetown was this bad. But, uh, you know, till death do what's part, man. You take the good with the bad with the with the horrible. And right now, uh, it's the horrible, and we haven't even hit rock bottom yet. Can't wait to see what that how how that feels. But uh, yeah, so you know, Georgetown, the love of my life, uh, the NBA, NFL. So yeah, I know when I was speaking about Joy Reid and all of them, who as 
you know, uh, as, as anchors and all those type of things, except for the one on Fox News. I, I highly respect and admire this type of thing for what they do. I can't do it, but uh, it always irritates me when they try to talk sports. Even even Alex Wagner, the love of my life in terms of that is concerned, even Alex Wagner is like, man, I love you so much, but please just 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 go away if you're talking about football, basketball, sports, whatever, please just just go away. Before she was married, after she got married, after she had her kid, didn't matter. Just, just, just please stop. Just don't, just don't talk about sports anymore. Wendell's World in Sports. I'm your host, Wendell Wallace. So glad that you could be with us. So, just a quick picture: the NFC playoff picture. You have the Philadelphia Eagles, the San Francisco 49ers. Now the number two seed, the Minnesota Vikings, after losing to the Green Bay Packers in embarrassing fashion, the number three seed, and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady pulling something out of his ass, another vintage performance from a few years back for TB, don't know how many of those he has left, but uh, his performance, Mike Evans' performance in the game against Carolina secured the Buccaneers a a, a NFC South championship at 8-8, uh, eight and eight, the wild card teams, the number five seed, of course, being the Dallas Cowboys, who on Thursday night beat the failing, flailing, falling Tennessee Titans. They are now currently the number five seed at 12-4, and four, still have a chance at the uh, number one spot in the uh, NFC. The New York Giants, 9-6-1, clinching the NFC East, who would have thought I thought after that little three-game losing streak that the true New York Giants came out. I didn't think that they would be able to uh, rebound from that, but uh, they did. And now they're in the playoffs with the number six seed. And uh, the Seattle Seahawks, not yet, not yet clinching a uh, playoff spot. They currently hold the number seven seed, the team from the NFC West with an 8-8 eight and eight record. Uh, Those on the outside looking in, still in playoff contention, are the Detroit Lions from the NFC Central at 8-8. And how about those Green Bay Packers from the NFC Central, 8-8. Green Bay has to win on Sunday, and they're in. And they're in. Who would have thunk it? I mean, you know, hey, Aaron Rodgers, ain't that something, huh? Ain't that something. Now, he's not the main reason why. They came back and won, but, you know, for a guy who, again, I always thought when he was talking about that, hey, you know, we're still in the playoff race and we still got a chance to do things and blah, blah, blah. I always said to uh, to you that, uh, hey, man, if he says it, if he says it enough, sooner or later, sooner or later, maybe he thinks that he'll believe it. But uh, this is a situation where it's true. So the Packers, one win away from securing the last playoff spot. Those who were eliminated from the NFC, my Washington Commanders, 7-8-1. The New Orleans Saints from the NFC South, 7-9. and The Carolina Panthers, NFC South, 6-10. and Still think Steve Wilkes should get serious, situa- serious consider- um, consideration for the job for the Panthers. The Atlanta Falcons coming in the AFC South at 6-10. Uh, and 10. And then the Los Angeles Rams at 5-11. and 11. And the Chicago Bears pulling up the rear with a 3-13 and 13 record. So again, the teams that have clinched, clinched Philadelphia, San Francisco, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Dallas, and the New York Giants team still in the hunt, Seattle, Detroit, and Green Bay. So that's the deal, man. That is the deal going on there. And of course, in the AFC, 
you have the Kansas City Chiefs, you have the um, Cincinnati Bengals. We don't know what's going to be happening moving forward, but uh, there you go. All right, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm done with this. want to thank everybody for listening to the program. Short uh, spot today, but uh, it'll be back to normal. I don't know if it's going to be back to normal or not. We'll, we'll see exactly what happens. We'll see how it flows. We'll see what happens and all those good things. But I want to thank you again for listening to my podcast. Wendell Wallace here of Wendell's World and Sports. Get me out of here with some music and God bless, Godspeed, God willing to Damar Hamlin. <laughs>